Yeah, don't stop it, dude. Keep that in there. <laughs> Hello that's and welcome. Fucking organic, dude. That's some Trader Joe's organic podcast start. What was that? Wow, what an intro. I don't know if you guys are going to hear that, but hello and welcome to the Brainstorming Basketball Podcast. That was like the TikTok uh, voice lady introing. The oh, yeah, pod. it was. She stepped on our toes, Harry. That was, you know, who else stepped on whose toes? Jay Crowder tried to step on LeBron's toes at the end of the game. Jay, what the hell are you thinking, dude? Guys, this is the segue. This is the NBA segue podcast. That was very smooth. That, that was smooth was- as cocoa butter. <laughs> okay, Harry. Um, right before we started taping, I mentioned to Harry that I have started to lather my body in cocoa butter uh, on a daily basis, and it has changed and transformed my entire life. Harry, speaking of changing and transforming their entire lives, Trey Young has transformed into the world's biggest douchebag at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> um, before we get into Lakers Suns, can you just talk about how much you despise Trey after two games? For sure, bro. I mean, first of all, um, the cocoa butter really has changed a lot for Armand. I mean, he had his first TikTok go viral. Everybody, hold your applause. <laughs> I am in related news. I'm just here for the clout. I didn't even really want to be here. <laughs> I'm just hoping to seep some of this, uh, this, this starlight. Trey f- is a fucking shitter, bro, and he loves it. So I, I'm at this point where I have this like mutual respect for him because he's actually a, f- in a phenomenal basketball player. If Nate McMillan wasn't such a fucking idiot and s- didn't sub him out for 20 straight minutes, the Knicks probably lose that game. But um, dude, I mean, it, this has just been the story of the first round, in my opinion, like objectively not even as a Knicks fan like the Trey is balding thing <laughs> he being back I mean it's electric in there like I I, I want to be there so bad but nosebleed seats are like a thousand dollars so you and also have to open a restaurant that's right you me Timmy Yosef Nasser courtside Madison Square Garden three Instagram models to our right and left maybe a celebrity that just did a line in the bathroom to, you know, right in front of us. Meaning you. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, and then we're just booing the hell out of Trey Young. I wish we could do that, dude. That oh, sounds like a dream. I can't wait. You know, we're Nick's about to lose game six at that point. It's going to be awesome. Dude. <laughs> That's probably a good uh, time to mention that I have money on Atlanta to win the series. But yeah, how'd you, how'd you feel about Nate, Nate McMillan's coaching? You know what I'm talking about? Dude, there's a stretch where he literally took Trey out for like a full quarter. It's, it's, um, it's not the worst coaching I've seen in these playoffs, but it's, it's up there. And I say that because, you know. Terry Stotts, by the way. Speaking <laughs> of coaching, what are you doing, bro? Why is – dude, it's crunch time, and Robert Covington is just guarding Nikola Jokic one-on-one in the post? You know um, – we the playoffs have been exciting so far, but honestly, it just seems like it's still going to be at least to me Lakers and whoever wins the East. The East is actually probably more fun than the West, but um, this podcast has started all over the place, <laughs> and I'm sorry for that. Let's get to quickly your thoughts on. I know you said you were busy tonight; you didn't get to see all the game between the Lakers and the Suns. But do the Suns have any chance, Harry? They're down two one. No. Anything. Do okay. Let me let me answer your question with another question. Okay. Do you have an arm to give Chris Paul? <laughs> um, Tim Colbert does. But Timmy, no. Timmy, step up, bro. Um, Fucking amputate that shit. No, it's over, man. I mean, the problem is that like, I. Okay, again, you're gonna have to debrief me on how the Lakers game went. I didn't watch a single second, but I did watch some highlights of LeBron. I mean, can someone explain to me how he went in one week? from completely washed up hashtag wash king hashtag kid from akron hashtag strive to be great hashtag uh i'm loving life just some lebronisms for you guys you're welcome um how did he go from that to now he's like just doing spectacular shit again in like like literally like two games have you seen the show or like seen do you know the show fit to fat to fit where it's like the personal <laughs> yeah. trainer will get fat on purpose to be like, yeah, I fuck, I can do this. And then they just fucking shed all the weight. LeBron, like, it's like clockwork. Every year, it's like he needs, like, juice. He'll purposely suck. And then right when he even, like, 
kind of like tonight, the first half he had five points and he wasn't doing anything. Third quarter, switch flipped, game over. And I swear to God, he, he must like, he must get off on this. I think he does like actually get yeah. off. No, legit. I think that's it. Dude, let's dump out some LeBron conspiracies. I think that he does this to give himself, because if he loses, he can be like, look, look at how I started the playoffs, guys. I'm not 100%. I'm like 60%, bro. Like, he kind of like, he, he's always given himself these outs. Like, there's no, he's not going to go 100% all the time. But he's so fucking smart that, like, it doesn't matter. He's just going to flop a couple times, end up with uh, 25 points and, like, 15 rebounds and like 11 dimes. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. Like this guy is just. Speaking, I don't of, know. He he thinks the game on a level that people other people don't. Completely agree. And you said the word flop, and that just made me think how badly I wanted to watch the game tonight. I was actually excited about this game. I didn't have anything to do, and I was like, all right, perfect. And the refs just Scott Foster just. I know we 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 not us necessarily, but. As NBA fans, we we bitch about the refs a lot. But tonight, it was just like – it wasn't anything particular. It was just there was no flow to the game. And the the halftime score seemed like a freaking uh, 2005 NBA playoff matchup between Detroit and New Jersey. Like it Which was, everybody keeps saying they want. Okay, be careful what you fucking wish for, people. Oh, bitch, shoot too many threes nowadays. R- really? You want to watch a 75-78 playoff game? You you have a great point. The only thing that I, I think that I still lean, I definitely don't like the 141-129 Utah-Memphis last night. But I think somewhere in the middle is where I lean. My only problem with it is it would have been somewhere in the middle if Devin Booker could fucking make a jump shot to say, oh, my God. I'm sorry, Harry. I know you said that tonight you were busy, but the guy, he couldn't. He I don't know what's going on with yeah, Devin. After. I saw he got ejected. He just it, the double teams are throwing him off, throwing him for a loop, and um, I don't know how we solved that with with us being down two one. And I say us because we we hate the Lakers on this podcast. If you're new, um, but how would wh- what do you think about Devin Booker right now? Okay, I think if he needs to solve double teams, do you remember that clip from a couple years ago in I, the summertime? I tweeted when uh, right. you know exactly what I'm talking about. What yeah. Devin Devin is doing one of these stupid fucking UCLA runs that all the pros go to that Armand has hopped on once or twice in a blue moon. Haven't haven't, haven't you? Not those ones, but uh, oh. uh, similar kind of. Nah. But anyways, the way it goes, there's like a bunch of NBA players there. There's a bunch of NBA adjacent players there, and they all just fucking play a bunch of basketball in the summer, work on their game. There's a clip, an infamous clip of one Devin Booker getting double teamed by Joakim Noah. Mm-hmm. And I forgot who else, but he's like, Devin Booker just throws a fit. He just like chucks the ball out of bounds and he starts complaining. He's like, no, 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 We're not about to double team in the summer guys. Like we're not about to do that. And Joakim Noah just goes, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we fucking are, dude. Yeah, we are. Guess what, dude? You probably should have worked on your, uh, probably should have worked on how to approach double teams that summer. I mean, you're kind of seeing that it's, um, a serious hole in his game at the time of that happening i thought it was ridiculous and this is why um your beloved new york knicks are so good there's a lot of reasons but tom thibodeau derrick rose taj gibson and then you throw in a guy like noah that those that bulls team i'm sorry to get all sentimental they were full of winners and Noah was trying to teach booker what it takes to be a winner bro seriously R.I.P. Kobe. Kobe would never say some shit like that. You're trying to help him get better, and you're and and you're you're complaining about double teaming in, in a basketball game. In a basketball game, you think the game is all ISO and one on one? Come on, man! And it's showing right now, Harry. It, it's it's crazy because it seems like he, at least tonight to me, it seemed like he just can't get to his. Sometimes he gets to his spots and he just misses, but other times. It just it's not it's not the Devin Booker that the Suns will need to win this. Well, in game one, he got everything he wanted. I mean, he That's was true. he was literally getting everything he wanted. His problem is he needs a he needs a point guard, and his point guard is playing with one arm. So, speaking of point guard, um, what kind of contract is campaign going to get this summer? That's so <laughs> fascinating to me. Um, is it going to be over or under Austin Rivers' contract? Over. 
I would say Austin, are you sure Austin Rivers just won another playoff game for a team for what feels like the tenth time in his career? Dude, he's becoming like the Josh Smith of like guards. <laughs> Like, so, so bad in the regular season. And now I, I kind of wish the Knicks still had him, man. Give him Alfred's minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's a great point there, Harry. If, if you guys had Austin Rivers <laughs> instead of Alfred Payton, I really would put some money on you guys to win the title. I don't know what ha- – okay, I know we're going on an exchange just for a second. I don't know what happened between closed door- behind closed doors, but he went from, like, it looked like a pretty positive relationship Maybe it was him, him and Tom, him in the front office, him and the other players. I don't know. But at some random point, there was, like, a huge falling out between Rivers and, like, the rest of the Knicks. And he literally just racked up, like, 10 DNPs and then got dropped. No, you know what it was was that he had that 25-point first half, I believe, in Utah. And yep. then Thibodeau said, you're not going to fucking outshine Alfred like that. And then he, <laughs> he put him right on the bench, and he said, you will never – Ever listen, you're a bench player. You don't outshine our starting fucking point guard like that. And that's I think that's what it had to have been, Harry. Dude, who's who's been the what's been the strangest coach team for you like in the playoffs so far? Define strangest. Like like, like Alfred, like Tom Thibodeau's boner for Alfred Payton is pretty is pretty strange, I would say. Like Terry Stotts wanting to play Robert Covington as his center in crunch time against the MVP who is a center is really strange to me. Like, um, that's a good question. I would say for me, it would probably be, you know, honestly, it would probably be the fact that Vogel is still committed uh, and married to Drummond. That yeah. I, I don't get also that. Also very strange. Dude, it's not just like that he's committed to playing him. It's that they're committed to playing around him. Yeah. Which to me is like the total opposite of what you get Drummond for. To me, you get Drummond, and I'm going to be honest, I thought the signing made a lot of sense at the time. I did. I was just like, look, they clearly missed Dwight. They need somebody who can do a little bit of that. And Drummond's not the same type of athlete as Dwight. He's a lot, let's just be honest, like a lot softer. He's not as strong, but he's, he's got other things that Dwight doesn't. Like everybody wants to meme Drummond, but like as like an, as like a little interior passer, you know, as like a big who has some guard skills, I don't hate Drummond, but the way that Vogel and Jason Kidd like design actions for Drummond to like post up, I'm like, dude, that is not, that is not his game at all. Like, is that really the best you can do? I'd rather have like a fucking Caruso high pick and roll. Yeah, Drummond gets like five post ups a game. <laughs> dude, it's so weird, and he turns it over like four out of those five times, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the clumsiest basketball players I've seen but I mean I don't know what the alternative is for them and it's going to be interesting you know if if it does end up being Denver against the Lakers I think that he was honestly brought in for the Jokic matchup like in mind yeah. and that's going to be interesting if, if they do match up because I don't think he can guard Jokic Jokic is is I mean life difficult for for Nurkic let's be honest no, nobody Look, any of these top five guys in the NBA, they're unguardable. You, you cannot guard them with a player. You have to guard them with schemes and really clever timing of when do you send the double, you know, when they're hot or, you know what I mean? Like, you have to figure out. It's almost like the NFL. Back in the day when, like, Peyton Manning was, like, you know, a god, it used to be, like, the only defenses that had any chance against him were the ones who would disguise the shit out of their coverage until the very last second. And they would go through all these crazy gymnastics to like, to to make Peyton think like, oh, he he knows he's like they're disguising their coverage, but he they're they're even doing like three layers behind that. It's like coverageception, you know, like a disguise within a disguise. Like you cannot guard someone like Nikola Jokic, someone like LeBron, someone like like any of these top five guys. You cannot guard them with one player. So I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what, they're not going to play Montrez if that's the series. He didn't. He didn't get a single second tonight, and that's um. He he did get a technical though, <laughs> which Chris Weber made a joke of. How do you get? It's like getting fired on your day off. How do you get fired on your day off? One of the only funny things Chris Weber has said in a while. Chris Weber made a joke about getting a technical. <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, I wanna I wanna transition this into. The most surprising, good or bad thing 
that you have seen so far, Eastern Conference Edition and then Western Conference Edition. So if, if you need a second to think about it, Harry. Yeah, um, you go first. You know the so drill. The Eastern Conference Edition, I think everybody's is about the Milwaukee Bucks, and rightfully so. For me, it's I want us to go a little bit deeper because, see, we're both wearing glasses. We're sophisticated. This is a yeah, sophisticated really basketball podcast. Um, you know what surprised me about the Bucks is the fact that guys like Pat Connaughton, guys like Bryn Forbes, guys like Bobby Portis, it seems like those guys are, are kind of like you can, you can trust them as role guys in the playoffs, especially the one that's kind of surprised me is Connaughton. And I, I need to pull up his numbers as I say this, but like, it seems like he's a, he's an actual guy. They all are actual guys that like, we saw how the Lakers won the title last year. It takes an army literally to win a title. Yeah. Um, While you're pulling up those numbers, I just want to say Armand has been driving the Bryn Forbes bandwagon with such gust gusto and, 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 and just a really feverish passion. You know, he reminds me of one of those guys who like picks you up from the airport like in a suit and tie or whatever. They just have like your little name on a piece of paper, but it's like a red eye flight. It's four 30 in the morning. You, you just took like four 20 minute naps consecutively. You didn't wake up for any of them on purpose. You're just really tired and you're standing there and the guy's so energetic. You're like, how long have you been waiting to drive me back to the hotel? That's Armand with Bryn Forbes and Pat Connaughton. <laughs> Bryn Forbes, 22 points in game two, 11 points tonight. Pat Connaughton, I have to pull it right back up, but he had, um, tonight he had nine points in 18 minutes, three of six. Game two, 15 points in 19 wow. minutes. Yeah, so, they're legit. Dude, I think what surprised me the most, now that you say that, is probably the flip side of that, is how bad Miami is. Like, they're, it's not a flip-the-switch problem. I think that's what people don't understand. Like, they're just not good. And I don't know what happened. I mean... You, it's like, if you think about it from their front office, you must be so disheartened, right? Because you do all the right things. You get young, awesome talent that has gotten better. Bam Adebayo is a better, you know, marginally, but there was, there's only so much up, upwards mobility you can attain when you're that good. But he's a better player than he was last year. He is. He's a more all-around player. He still has to add that jump shot. I mean – Jimmy Butler is a better player than he was last year when they made the finals. Like he can't buy a jump shot. I fine, but that's never been part of his game. As far as just the overall maturity and the way that he thinks about the game, I think he's a better player. And then, you know, I don't know. You, you look at the rest of the roster and it, it, it just, it's one of those things that is so weird. I can't remember the last time a defending champion that brought back, or sorry, a defending NBA finalist that brought back every single person on their roster, and the majority of them are very young and have no reason to, you know, go backwards. I've never seen a team like that just get absolutely fucking hammered in the first round. I mean, you can say what you want about Tyler Hero. He's probably just not the player that we thought he was. I don't know. But jury's still out on him. It's only the second year. But, like, that alone should not be enough to have this significant of a drop in play. It's, um, it's, I'm not surprised that they're going to lose the series. I am surprised that it's, it's, um, it's three zero. Obviously I think we all are, but the thing with them for me is the fact that they last year, they developed guys on the fly, like a Kendrick Nunn and a Duncan Robinson. But Nunn has been good this year. They have been. What I was going to say is that the guys that they tried to develop this year, Gabe Vincent had his moments. Um, but Precious, I thought he was yeah. going to – they had to go sign Dwayne Dedman to, to take Precious Achua's minutes. That's how bad they were yeah. thinking Precious was. And then um, Casey Akpala, they tried to develop him. They had to go and uh, get Ariza off the scrap heap. And Ariza was 0-4 today, 18 minutes, zero points as a starter. And so for me – they had a couple guys like that where it's usually like if Miami does something, it's because they, they home grow their talent. And yes, they have guys that, you know, like you said, Bam took a step up. Jimmy probably had the best season of his career, but they didn't have anybody else. And then you talk about like guys like Dragic, who they just rely so heavily on. Yeah. And what is he like? 36? How old is Dragic? I'm pulling that up right now. He's 35. So like, 
it's, it's tough. And I don't know where you go from here, but they, they really have to consider semi blowing it up. I would think. Yeah, no, I agree. Bring Western, in New York, baby. Let's go. Western conference. What is the surprise for you? Um, Okay, this is recency bias, but it's that the Nuggets are not just going to roll over. I mean, I didn't expect them to do that. That's like a little disrespectful, honestly, like to suggest that. What the fuck? What's wrong with me? But honestly, I just thought that Portland was just playing at a higher level right now. If I were to bet, I'm not a betting guy, but if I were to bet uh, before this, before the uh, playoffs started, it would have been that Portland was um, – should actually be a pretty significant favorite over Denver, even though they were like pretty much a wash as far as Vegas goes. But I think Denver has outplayed them for the most part. I mean, it's taken some insane, insane shot making from both Dame and Carmelo to 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 get one win. I mean, sure, that's great. You know, you split a win on the road, but I I just think Denver has outplayed Portland for the most part. I was watching Lakers Suns, so I did not get a chance to to see the Nuggets game tonight. But just, I mean, I don't like to do this, but looking at the box score, Compazzo, eleven points, eight assists, eight rebounds. Um, the fact He's of the Jason matter, it, it, we joke about it. Jamal Murray obviously goes down, and when Jamal Murray went down, there is not a player in the NBA I love more than Facundo Compazzo because he does everything that just makes like me just smile and it's not the fancy passes it's the effort to like do everything he's a dog dog. like it's crazy and then obviously you combine that with Jokic having more offensive responsibility this team is not going to be easy to beat four times dude Jokic is like I know you'll appreciate this as like someone who likes posting people up Jokic he has that feel where it's like his he posts up his defender just gives a little bit of pressure one way. He's like, oh, I got him. Spin the other way. It's it's over. I mean, it's two points, or if he's going to feel the double too, if, if you try to surprise him that way, and it's boom, open guy. Like, it's just, to, it's insane to me. Like, guys like him and Steph, although I think Steph is a better athlete than people give him credit for, but guys that are not like jump out the gym athletes to have this level of like skill, it's, I just don't think people appreciate how slow the game has to move for you to make those like those kind of like split second decisions with the ball in your hands, like in a, in a situation like the playoffs, like high, high, high stress. Like he, he's never, I've never seen him spin the wrong way. And we were talking about Drummond. He does this shit literally all the fucking time. It's not something you can practice or get better at. Like Drummond is always posting up, trying to look for that. the same shit that Jokic does. But it just looks so much harder because he just doesn't have that skill. Like Jokic's skill level, everybody's been sucking him off this season, and they should because he's a deserving MVP, and he's absolutely fucking unguardable, and he runs like a ten-second forty. And it might be more than ten, Harry. Just for for the record, uh, pulling up Jokic's stats right now. He, tonight he had thirty-six, eleven, and five through three playoff games. Let's see, game two. He was 15 of 20, 38, 8, and 5. Game 1, 14 of 27, 34, 16. It was a shocking game 1. He had one assist in game 1. Wow. Um, which, was, which was obviously very un like But he is – him and Luka have to be the story of the playoffs so far. For sure. I think Luka, Luka even more than – I can't believe we haven't mentioned him yet. Is well, Luka the best player in the NBA right now? Yes. Yes. I agree. He, he is. I mean – the only debate I would have is is with the guy that got bounced, Steph Curry. I mean, Luca, mm. LeBron just doesn't look like LeBron yet. Luca sunning Kawhi, and then who else is in the debate? KD, yeah, for sure, KD is in the debate, and then Steph and Harden, right? I mean, who else? Okay. I mean, okay, you can. We're gonna do the thing where or anybody listening to this you can always toss whatever modifier you want on that and it's going to change the equation if you're talking about the best two-way player in the game right now it's kd right you're talking about the most accomplished it's lebron but if you're talking about the player with the highest form right now who who has the best form to borrow a soccer term what's up guys we are smart here on the brainstorm basketball podcast but who is has the highest fucking form right now it's luca like 
okay, to be honest, the Clippers have been a really underwhelming defensive unit really all season and really since they've gotten together. Like, when, when they signed, when they got Kawhi and Paul George and they had Pat Beverly who tricked, all, tricked everybody, like, they all thought, like, oh, my God, you're, nobody's ever going to score a basket on them ever. And Luka is just he – just, he doesn't see them. He's just like, oh, finals MVP? Nah. Oh, oh, Paul, oh, Max player? Nah, I'm not interested. Like, even, you can't shake this guy's confidence either. That's what jumps out to me about Luca the most. He'll airball. He's not even a great shooter. He'll airball like three shots in a row. And he'll just mm, 32 foot step back, bottoms. I, it's, it's, it's insane to me. I don't know. Two Absolutely. Things. I've been blown away by Luca. Game, me as well. Game two, third quarter, end of the third. He posts up Kawhi. He, he wanted the switch. He gets Kawhi. Posts oh, that fadeaway. Dirk fadeaway. And that was, um, you know, there's a lot of people that think that alpha beta is not a real thing. Like, to me, it is a real thing. And that's an alpha male move by Luka Doncic. He wanted to show that he's not afraid. And then the other, and then the next possession, it was a two for one. There was 30, like five seconds left in the half. He comes down, he hits a one footed three. That was insane. The confidence and the, the bravado that he's playing with right now is insane. And then the other thing that, that stuck out to me about him is, yes, he was going at Patrick Beverly on the switch. And he was saying, he told him again, again, he said, too fucking small. And then he yeah. turned to like the Clippers bench and he said it again, too fucking small. What's shocking to me is not that he's that braggadocious. It's the fact that um, when you have elite players, a lot of times coaches will tell them like, hey, don't poke that guy. Don't poke the bear with him. And there's guys that can't control whether they poke you or not. And Beverly's one of them. Like Beverly, if you talk to him, he's like, it's in his DNA to talk back. Yeah. He didn't talk back at all. He couldn't like he like he there was nothing you can say or do. It was but just like anybody who has ever played pickup before knows that when a guy is just better than you, you can't say anything. You're you're actually not allowed. <laughs> it's, it's it's I dude I wouldn't even call it bragging though. Like I know I know like what you mean. It's not really bragging. It's just like uh, he's just making a statement. Like yeah. yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm way better than. All of these people, except maybe Kawhi. I would say Kawhi, Kawhi has been awesome for the most part. I mean, even the game, that the, the last game, he had like 36 points or something. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Kawhi has been great. But everybody else is just like so – it doesn't even look like they're playing the same in the same league. It looks like fucking – I don't know, dude. It looks like if Shaq fucking hopped in the Rwanda League and you just see him fucking nuts in J. Cole's face. It's like, dude, <laughs> Why are these guys in the same court together? Like, uh, it's it's insane to me. What else? He dude, Luca, Luca said something else. It was and it was so violent. Like the way he said it, it was like a. Um, I forgot who it was, but he's like, you know what I'm talking about? I he don't. Just like he 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 basically just beasted this guy. I forgot who it was on, on the Clippers. Got to the rim for two points, and he's like, can't guard me. Nah. That wasn't that almost like at the beginning of the game in the first quarter. Cause I, yeah, yeah. Right, oh. I think I remember which, which sequence you're talking about. Um, with that being said, I had another Western conference surprise that I wanted to, to get out it there. Ja? It's it's, I mean, it should be job, but it's the flip side of that series. And I have been very disrespectful towards the Utah jazz all season. Are we going to do a five-minute Michael Conley? Let's go, dude. That's exactly where I yeah, – this go. is why – wow, we are soulmates. Yeah, we, dude. Soulmates course, are, are all supposed to – there is platonic soulmates, people, and this is an example of why. Michael Conley, this is the best he's looked to me. Since Ohio State, guys, let's be honest. <laughs> Since Ohio State. Dude, he is the anti-Chris Paul right now, just like <laughs> – Rounding into playoff form in terms of his body, his stamina, his durability. Yeah. And that's like making me rethink the Jazz. I yeah, really, they're, no, they're, they're actually legit. I, like Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, yeah. Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gold. By the way, dude, remember when Bogdan Bogdanovich was supposed to go to the Bucks? Wow. 
Yeah, sorry, you just said Bogdanovich, and I was thinking about that. Anyways, but dude, the Jazz are legit. Like, okay, you know what's actually made me change my mind more than anything else? Any any individual player, I, I don't care. It's the fact that they got into a legit shootout and they won mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I don't think that, I actually don't think with this group they've ever done that before. Like, you go back to last season or last playoffs. Actually, they did win a couple of those games where Mitchell had like fifty against the Nuggets, right? But for the most part, it didn't even look like they were competitive in those games. Where it's like if the if it got to an offensive shootout. You know, the Jazzers aren't designed to do that. They're designed to, like, pass, 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 pass for, like, 20 seconds and get, like, a 14-footer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but this season, it's completely different. Like, kudos to – um, who's their coach that everybody memes? Quinn like, Snyder. that he looks like a – huh? Quinn Snyder. Yeah, 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 the vampire guy. But, dude, <laughs> kudos to Quinn Snyder and his staff. Like, they've designed, like, a really, like, modern-looking NBA team. So – yesterday's point totals for the jazz this used to be a thing in like the 2010s like the early 2010s where it's like if you have five guys in double figures you usually win yeah jazz yesterday had mitchell had 25 conley had 20 gobert had 21 bogdanovich 18 o'neill 14 clarkson 16 ingles 14 holy shit the balance and what you just said the ability to win in a shootout what what to me if you want to win a championship you need to have I'm going to say they either have to be two like superstars that you can just give the ball to ISO bucket or three like really good scorers. And the jazz Donovan Mitchell obviously counts Clarkson counts. And now the the thing is Conley Mitch Kupchak (laughs) Conley yesterday was ISOing end of the shot clock, a little step back. Like Harden, like threes, and I was like, "Damn!" Dude, when when he's confident, he's so like sharp the way he plays. You know what I mean? Like for sure. This okay. Well, okay. You're 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 big upping like a lot of Western teams. Who's 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 your who's making it to the to the to the showdown? Western Conference Finals. Yeah. So I think the Jazz are going to beat the Grizzlies, and I think the Mavs are going to beat the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Lakers win, and the Nuggets win which would mean mm-hmm. Lakers Nuggets and let's do this. Let's both do this. Do you, yeah. Is that your four right there? Yep, I would agree. And then I got Lakers over Denver. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to think of that matchup. Yeah. I think the Lakers match up really well with Denver. I think it would be kind of the game stylistically would, would mirror what we're seeing right now with Phoenix and the Lakers kind of like a defense. Yeah. Struggle. You know what's funny? I think if Denver went up against like whatever, pick your winner of Utah, um, um, Memphis. Uh, no, no, Utah. Um, oh, the winner of Utah Dallas. Yeah, the winner of Utah. Like pick your pick your winner of that. I actually think the Nuggets match really well against them though, because Gobert cannot really guard someone like Jokic. Like he's actually his value takes a huge dip. But it, I don't know. It's just kind of. It's kind of uh, unlucky that it plays out that way. I think the Lakers match up really well against them. I'll go with LA. Me too. And that Utah-Dallas series would be amazing. I think that would be amazing. I got Utah. Oh, man. Who's guarding Luka? Dude, the thing is, so Luka Luka kind of, I think he's going to suffer from that, like, 08 LeBron syndrome where it's like, Okay, you get to a point in the playoffs where teams are either going to do one of two things. They're going to do the Stan Van Gundy Orlando Magic thing where they're like, okay, you can have 40 points every night, but nobody else is going to do a damn thing, and we're going to win the series you know, against that, uh, those Dwight Howard teams. Or teams can do this other thing that, that they, we saw against like 08 LeBron, which was like, actually – you're you're not going to get the ball past like half court. You, see, you saw teams use against James Harden too, like when he was in Houston. Like you can cross half court with the ball in your hands. After that, you're going to give the ball up and we're going to play three on four defense. And great. If you guys beat us, okay, whatever, sure. But if they don't, then you're going to lose the game. And as awesome as guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. have been and Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, I just don't know if they can withstand – that type of series and win four times. You know what I mean? When you have really consistent guys on the other side of the floor, if it's Utah in, you know, 
the guys you just mentioned. So I don't know. I just think Utah is a better all-around team. I think if, if, the, if the coaching staff gives Luka that LeBron treatment, it's going to take a ridiculous series from those other guys, Brunson, Hardaway, to, to win, I think. To me, it, it comes down to those two that you just mentioned, Brunson and Hardaway. And, and the, the thing that with the Jazz, with the three, three guys you can give the ball to and they can just get a bucket, I don't know if I trust – Hardaway's playing out of his mind, but can you – if Luka is just suffocated and Hardaway needs to, like, create and get a shot, is that possible? Brunson, is that possible? At four out of seven times, that's tough. That's tough. Like to me, Hardaway, Hardaway is like that that Cavs J.R. Smith kind of, you know, like just like a yeah. flamethrower. Like he's never gonna create a shot for anybody else. He'll maybe make a swing pass here or there, but like exactly. most of his games just boom, one dribble, that crazy elevation that he gets, and he's gonna shoot the ball. It's gonna go in or it's not gonna go in. And when you're when you're a coaching staff, that's really the best, like that's a win for you guys. You know what I mean? You don't want to you don't want it to be open. But if you're trying to game plan against someone like Luca, you just have to be like, okay, let's just try to get the ball to Tim Hardaway Jr. and make him shoot 30-footers the whole night. You know, If you're a coaching staff, you, you can live with that. On the flip side with the Mavericks, this is privately, we were talking about the Bucks the other day on the phone. And I like teams that obviously we go down to like eight, nine-man rotations in the playoffs. But I like teams that like, if like, let's say using the Lakers as an example, if a Drummond is struggling, we still have like a Gasol or a Montrez to, to experiment with in a, in a long series. And I like the fact that Dallas has like a Dwight Powell, a Willie Cauley-Stein, a Boban, a, J, a JJ Redick, a Nicola Melli. Like they have guys that are like, when you get down to like the, the, the three minute chess match, maybe those three, those five minutes of JJ Redick hitting two threes flips the game and I like that they can do that Utah can't do that Utah is yeah. their their ninth guy or the te- their tenth guy is like Mie Oni or something I don't even know the guy's name like like they, they don't have that luxury and it was such a deep cut. matter <laughs> it, it, it usually doesn't matter Harry but like it if you give a good coach that ability they might find something that flips a series yeah no for sure okay who, who are you picking I said Utah I got Utah as well, but so, man, yeah, that would be fun. Utah Lakers, Jazz yeah. Lakers. As of now, uh, you know what? No, give me Luca, the best player wow. in the world. The best player in the world, Harry. We just said he's the best player. That's in the what world. I want. I want to see Luca LeBron. That would be insane. I think we're headed there. I, I, oh I actually God. do. That second. Okay, I'm switching my pick, dude. Let's go, dude. Luca, Luca Magic, LeBron. bro. Um, okay, okay. Let's do the same thing in the East. That was fun. Eastern Conference, Bucks, Nets, right? And then it would be um, Sixers and wow. Oh, here we Uh-oh. go. I'm going to say Knicks. I'm going to say Knicks. What? I'm going to say Knicks. I think you guys got. That's, a, that's a tough. Honestly, that's a tough series to predict just because the Knicks are riding this insane emotion right now. Between you know Nick what I mean? Like that kind of emotion, it, it, it changes the series completely. Yeah. Like night to night, anything could happen. I actually don't know. Like when I was watching the game, game two, first of all, I was like pretty nervous. But second of all, I was like, dude, I literally, you could tell me anything's going to happen. As soon as those Trey Young's balding flyers got handed out, <laughs> I was like, oh, bro, it's the circus tonight. It's the circus tonight. Which, if you're the Knicks, that's what you want. If you're the less talented team, that's exactly what you want. You want it to be volatile. Like, let's make this series as random as possible. Can we get, you know, a 20-point Reggie Bullock night? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's about that. This reminds me of the, the World Cup when Costa Rica made the Final Four. And it was just like they would randomly just flip to the, to the Costa Rica, yes, the sir. capital of Costa Rica, and they would just be going nuts. And the Knicks are Costa Rica. No, 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 bro. The Knicks are the United States. Every oh, come on. Dude, think about it. You have this giant fucking fan base for no reason. I mean, the team has never done anything, really. Same thing with the U.S. men's soccer team. Like, but it has this, like, this huge fan base. So It's all this, you know, I believe we believe that we can win. It's the same thing with the Knicks, bro, except it's just more vulgar. And there's just more, there's more Tims all around and, like, <laughs> caps. 
<laughs> All right, All right I'll you... go. You made your picks. I'll go. Um, I'll go Hawks. Wow. I, think, I think Trey is the best player in the series. Shame on you. Shame. And I also think I think Julius is in a weird funk right now. Like I, I actually I do not understand what's going on with him. Like he, it's, it's he's he looked really tentative in game two. I think he was trying to let everybody else do their thing, but you can't do that. You're the best player. Like you need to. I don't care if you, you go eight for twenty four. Just be aggressive. Like collapse the paint. Create for people. I don't know. Um, I'll go Hawks. Uh, Sixers. Bucks, Nets, and then out of that, I guess I'll go first this time. We can go Snake. I'll go. Damn, man, that Bucks Nets series is gonna be a banger, isn't it? Yeah. Dude, the Bucks match up so like as well as anybody can against the Nets. I don't know if it's gonna matter, but they they're like well constructed for that challenge. What the fuck? What do we think about Blake? I I think that against Giannis, if he was to guard him, he would get destroyed. I disagree. Um, I actually think Blake – okay. I think Blake gets roasted by a lot of guys in the, in the league. But someone like Giannis, who is so determined to beat you one way, which is like, hey, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you, yeah. that doesn't really work against Blake. Blake is built like a – Dude, his head is so big. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it would be the Jeff Green injury today really does sting. And I yeah. never thought I would say those words ever. But they never uh, dust off DeAndre. Where's DeAndre been? That's what I was gonna say. Like, what is what is the you know, uh we just mentioned the Mavericks like twelve 12 guys deep. The Nets are deep as well. I don't know where they turn though in this in this instance. The, the other surprising thing with me for the Nets, I, it's not surprising for me and I don't think it's surprising for you, but maybe to casual NBA fans is that Joe Harris is like a legitimate like stud. Dude, and he's a really good player. He's a really good It's like unfair that they have that guy also. Yeah. Like they don't you don't need that guy. That's just like a cherry on top type yeah. of thing. So, Dude, I've I've always loved Joe Harris's game. Like, I always thought he was more than just a shooter. Even when he was uh, he was buried on those LeBron Cavs teams. Yep. And I used to watch him in summer league, and I'm like, Dude, this guy can fucking hoop. Like, it's not like Kevin Knox summer league. Like, no, he could actually play basketball. The Bucks held the Heat to 84 points today. <sighs> You're not going to hold the Nets to that, but the Bucks defense. I don't know, man. I I think I, I'm I'm taking the Bucks. I I really do. I gotta take the Nets. I have to. I mean, think, okay, at the end of the day, I've, we've talked about this ad nauseum. You can, you can say, you can go up and down the, the roster and be like, wow, look at all these great defensive players. You know, Giannis, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, Chris Middleton, you know, Pat Conton, Dante DiVincenzo. You got all these great defensive players. Yeah, guess what? All of those guys are going to get so casually roasted by Kyrie. And Kyrie is their third best player. Like, definitively. No? He is. Like, there's no, there's no point of any defense against the Nets that will not get broken down. I don't know if they're going to make the shot out of that possession. But the Nets have this unique thing that most NBA teams don't. Not even the, not, not even the Lakers, the defending champs. The Nets can say more than any other NBA team that we can cause a breakdown anywhere on the floor anywhere like i don't think people understand how ridiculous of an asset that is against it doesn't matter what defense you're playing because you guarantee yourself um basically a four-on-three situation and you have great passers and you have great shooters and you have elite elite offensive talent i don't see how you can guard them i just don't all they have to do is make sure they don't fucking hemorrhage points on the other end which by the way kd has is looking like you know 80, 85% of like Golden State KD as a defensive anchor. Game one against, was it game one or game two? Kyrie, one of the, the first couple of possessions when he, I think Tatum got him on a switch and he was just like a, like a wolf, just hounding him. 
And Tatum might have scored, but that wasn't the point. The point is that the Nets are going to try to lock in on D. So it's going to be scary, man. That series is going to be a joy. But what about the other series? You got Sixers, Hawks. Who do you who do you like there? Dude, if the Sixers don't win, if the Sixers don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, pack it up. It's over. I, I'm just going to – you know what? I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm picking against the Sixers the whole way. Just like the Lakers. That means they're going to win the title because I picked against the Lakers the whole way. I got Knicks Bucks. Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, my Fuck God. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> Knicks Bucks. We're, we're doomed, bro. That's it. That's the nail in the coffin right there. The Armani stamp of approval. Dude, the garden is bumping. The dude. adrenaline. The Knicks. They're- dude, I, by the way, okay, side tangent. I fucking love NBA fans, man. I mean, aside from those dumbasses that are pouring food and spitting on people, like, okay, goodbye. But, dude, oh, my God. Like, I didn't realize this. Like, the bubble was fun. But it feels so good to hear boos and to hear cheers. Like, and that's not, like, fake pumped-in crowd noise. It's so – it's it – like, I'm getting emotional right now thinking about it, dude. It's, it's amazing. And that's why, um, honestly – the games in LA right now with the Lakers and Clippers, they just don't feel the same to me. The The Lakers don't have the crowd capacity that some of the other fans have had the luxury of having, but it's going to be very exciting to see what happens. So you got Sixers, Nets. I got the opposite. I got the opposite. I got Knicks, Bucks. So you got the Bucks. I got the Bucks winning the So your your Bucks, uh, Lakers? That's your finals. Bucks, Lakers. I'll go... I'll go chalk. I'll go Nets Lakers. I think that's how it's gonna go. That would be a dude. But to be honest, I think the Nets are more of a lock than the Lakers. The Lakers are. Listen, if Devin Booker starts hitting shots, this series is. I know we just both said it's over, but like things turn in in a matter of a couple of days, and Casey got hurt, and it's not quite over right if they if they go 2-2 back to phoenix it would be very very interesting but the suns man they need to amputate chris paul's arm get him get him a new arm dude they just need to give him whatever lebron took the last uh last five days or so yeah i mean lebron takes a lot of stuff you said you wanted to do lebron conspiracy dude, he spends a million dollars a year on his body dude he's just devoted it's a million dollars of hgh <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, is there any? Okay, so other... who's winning? I got, I got Lakers. I got, I got repeat. Dude, can you imagine how amazing that would be to have the fans back and then back to back? All the Kobe chants that would that that's gonna make me emotional, dude. I'm gonna try to get in there. I would try. I'm gonna try to get in there for that. Dude, the one guy booing. <laughs> <laughs> not not during the Kobe part. Just the rest. Okay, of I was gonna say, they're gonna throw popcorn at you, bro. Yeah, not during that part. Obviously not, but during the rest, that, that would be special, man. What What Fuck. about you? You got You got Nets. Okay, I know I just said I think the the Lakers are more vulnerable than the Nets, but shit, man. I think I might. I think I might still have to go with the Lakers. Wow. Yeah. But to to tell you the truth, though, I think they're gonna have to have that. I don't know if you remember this, but like there was like a random part in the playoffs in the bubble last year. Anthony Davis just started hitting threes. Yeah. And I actually think they need that to happen for them to be successful. It is like the, what do you call it? The straw that breaks the camel's back. They're already so, 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 so good. But once he starts consistently like hitting open threes, you just, you have to go home. I mean, there's literally nothing you can do. You're going to lose the game. That's the thing about the Lakers. They haven't been playing. They've been playing like C minus basketball, yeah. and they're just, they're casually up two one. And I think that, like you just said, their their ceiling is so much higher than they have demonstrated. It'll come down sure. to AD's threes, and and if LeBron can can keep progressing because he needs to pick it up as well. But is there any other hot take or anything that you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, Harry? No, man. I love the NBA playoffs. I love doing this podcast with you. I hope you go viral on TikTok many, many more times. I wish you nothing but prosperity. Thank you so much, sir. That means a lot. And um, let's get this man some clout. Let's yeah. 
<laughs> let's please. please follow Harry Liao. What is it, Larry? What is your Instagram? Larry name? Howe. So Larry you see what Howe. I did there? Yeah. Harry Liao, Larry Howe. That's amazing. Two W's, guys. Two W's because, I don't know, there's just two W's on it. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait to do this again with Yosef, obviously, but also with Timmy. Timmy, we need you on here, buddy. Yep. Let's, uh, let's recap after uh, the Knicks take a 3-1 series yeah. lead, all right? Bo, if you're listening, don't be upset. I'm just being pragmatic. I'm doing the old Bill Simmons reverse jinx. I can't. Bo, I was the one that picked the Knicks. Shame on you, Harry. What do you mean you bet against them, dude? You can't. Your pick means nothing. I'm just everywhere with that series. I love that series. Um, all right, bro. I, I got to wake up early tomorrow. We're, I'm driving far for, like, Memorial Day weekend. So get to sleep you guys thank you for listening as always until next time armand out bye